basically, I just started reading up. I went to the library and got every book on organization I could find and just started developing strategies for myself and figuring out how to calm some of that chaos. Because when my environment was super cluttered, I felt overwhelmed. But as I started just going through decluttering, making some of these simple changes, I started to feel better. Welcome to the Real Life Parents, Real Life Answers podcast with Sean and Jasmine Turner and sponsored by ParentEQ.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Real Life Parents, Real Life Answers. This is Jasmine here, and I am super excited today because I get to have a guest on with me. You guys know that most of the time our real life moms get on with Sean or our real life dads. And today I actually invited a somebody who I met on Clubhouse. If you haven't heard of Clubhouse, it's a social app where you can connect with people in virtual rooms. I guess it's kind of a throwback to like when they used to do chat rooms, but it's it's a little different. It's it's really geared towards building communities. And so if you haven't heard of Clubhouse or you're interested in Clubhouse even, shoot me a DM and I can send you an invite. I have some invites left. And that is how I connected with my guest. Her name is Amy Tra, and she is a professional organizer, which is literally like my, I don't know why I haven't ever done it. I feel like it's my dream job. I keep saying that, but I just like learning about organizing and seeing organizing and seeing befores and afters. And that is what drew me towards Amy when I met her through this app. I was like, oh my goodness, you're a professional organizer. Holy cow. And she's a mom, so she totally gets how important organization is to being a mom. So this episode is going to be so valuable for you. I have asked her to help us out, moms and dads too, but to help us understand how much our our organization and our order in our house can affect not just like our physical surroundings, but like emotions and and all of that sort of energy, the vibe of the house. And she's going to give us some really practical tips as well as just stories of how much getting your physical surroundings organized has made a difference in some of her clients' lives and in her own life. So again, I'm super excited for this podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Amy. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Um, My name is Amy Tra. I am the owner of Simplify Me by AT. It's my own professional organizing business here in Ohio. I am a mom of two girls. My girls are five and seven. So I'm just so excited to be here and share some ideas with you guys and hopefully help to ease the overwhelm that motherhood brings and, and parenting in general brings. Fantastic. Tell us how you got on the path of organization. I feel like, I think, I don't know, you probably agree, but like as as parents, if we weren't organized before we had kids, we better somehow learn some kind of organization once we start having them. Otherwise, it's complete chaos. Is that what kind of, what propelled you into organizing? Have you always been super orderly or? I thought I was, and then kids came along. So, <laughs> you know, it's actually the pandemic that we've been working through that was really the jumpstart. I worked in healthcare for 15 years. And when the pandemic hit, I was furloughed. And 
after we got through the homeschooling with the kids and the school year ended, I really took the time to look inwards and evaluate what really brings me joy. You know, I've worked for 15 years in healthcare, and what I loved about that was building connections with my patients, learning about them, learning their struggles, and how I could help them. But, you know, healthcare has changed over recent years, and you just didn't get the one-on-one connection that you used to have with your patients. So I dug deep and I pivoted. I took a plunge and started my own uh, professional organizing business here in town. So, you know, it was really a a unique start to to my business because I, I just took that time to delve in and figure out what brings me joy, what sparks me, what makes me motivated, and what do I really enjoy doing? And so it was kind of an unf- unconventional journey. When I first had my daughter back in 2014, I thought that I was organized. And I didn't realize how much stuff a baby requires. It was crazy. And so, you know, I bought all the cute bins and and thought I got organized and, and then comes along baby number two in 2015. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. Now I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. My environment, like the walls are shrinking. Like we have two kids. How, how do we have so much less space now? So that's when I really determined, you know, I, I need to end this. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's identify the problem and figure out how we can solve it. So basically, I just started reading up. I went to the library and got every book on organization I could find and just started developing strategies for myself and figuring out how to calm some of that chaos. Because when my environment was super cluttered, I felt overwhelmed. But as I started just going through decluttering, making some of these simple changes, I started to feel better. I didn't have near the stress. Yes, parenthood is still stressful. Don't get me wrong. This isn't the end all be all. But I just felt like a weight was lifted. I could find things easier. The kids had more space to play. I know we say with our clothes, we wear 20% of our clothes. 80% of the time. And honestly, I think that's true with kids and their toys as well. I feel like my kids are constantly playing with the same thing. So by taking the time to be intentional about it and pare it down, I feel like I really made progress. And mentally, it was a huge burden lifted. So I just, I love being able to share that with other parents and bring that same just sense of lightening the load and taking away one controllable factor and helping them achieve that outcome. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's it's so interesting how something so small, well, sometimes your your chaos and your clutter isn't that small, but even even just our regular clutter that that accumulates just how we how we order it and how we manage it can make a big difference, even by small steps, which I'm sure you're going to explain in a second. I have to go on a little side tangent, though, because what you were saying was so interesting about like the clothes and the toys. So as my my listeners know, most of them, um, if they've heard me before, my husband and I have eight kids. And people would walk into my house and they'd be like, wow, I can't tell that you have eight kids. I'm like, I don't, I have less toys now. So I have less toys now with eight kids than I did with two. I have less toys now than I did with two. So that was the first thing I was going to say. The second thing was 
imagine the amount of laundry. So all my kids aren't at home right now, but imagine the amount of laundry I was going through with um, with eight kids, so 10 people in the house, right? So exactly what you said about the amount of clothes. So I ended up, I can't remember where I got this from. I think it was, you know, you pick like five outfits and two PJs or something like that. It was kind of one of those little deals. And I actually started implementing that, I don't know, probably about when I had maybe six kids. Wait, I never had six kids. I only had seven because <laughs> I had twins. <laughs> so I say I had six kids. I had six and seven at the same time. So maybe when I had five kids, I started implementing that. Thank goodness I implemented it before I had the twins. Mm-hmm. I ended up just going through and editing their clothes. And and there's this, like we have this little ritual and I have all, a lot of boys, so we would pass on the clothes, which has actually saved us a lot of money. I have the bins with the clothes and I don't know what genders you have. Do you have two girls? I do, or do you I have... do. Okay, so you do the yes. same. So you Absolutely. save and then you the seasons and all that kind of thing. Okay, can you imagine all the bins I have? It is great. Like seriously, I tell people, I'm like, you should see my basement. I have the six, size six, seven summer, size six, seven winter, five, size five. You know, I have it all the way. It's been so amazing though. As the my youngest is growing up, I'm like, I don't have to keep his clothes anymore. It's so nice That's not to have to have those feeling, bins. Getting rid of a bin. <laughs> yeah, getting rid of a bin is amazing. But anyhow, I I figured that out and it totally revolutionized because I had hoarder children that liked wouldn't let go of t-shirts and would let go. So I would sneak into their rooms, like even the older ones, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, I would sneak into their rooms and I would just be like, nope, nope. And I would just limit because I don't know how this happens. And I'm sure it still happens for you too. Like, it's like they, they, multiply like clothes with like without you even knowing like (laughs) t-shirts or socks or whatever it is so anyway I love that you said that because I felt the same way but I was literally forced to do it for one for space issues in our house because we had so many people living there and for laundry issues but it really opened my eyes to the importance of organization and I want to tell everybody I'm here you know with a lot of kids doing it Amy has two kids but it still made a huge difference in her life. So it doesn't matter how many kids you have. Even if you have one, it just is so important to get to get figured out. Amy, I wanted you to share with me maybe either your own personal experience or maybe one that you've had with somebody else of a time when you saw like a particular area of the house or a particular approach that you you did make a, a big difference in in that person's like vibe and feeling of, of organization? Sure. I even notice, you know, with my own family, it's absolutely amazing that now that we have systems in place, like you mentioned, you have your clothes system. Now that we have systems in place, the kids know what's expected of them. They know the routine. And I really feel like kids thrive off of routine. And by holding them to that account, holding them accountable and keeping those expectations of them, they know exactly what to expect. So they know how the day is going to go. They know at the end of the day that, okay, we need to you know clean everything up or else it's going to be end up in mom jail. Um, just being really clear with those expectations and having the family on board. I think so many moms out there have been afraid to ask their kids for help, to ask their spouse for help. Um, but at the end of the day, we're juggling 
everything under the sun. We're trying to do the laundry and make the meals and keep the house looking great. And we're working and we're volunteering. And I mean, life is busy. So I just feel like, you know, asking for that help of the family, that teamwork aspect can make such a huge difference. And I know for me, I am so blessed by my family that we do work together as a team. And that just improves our overall dynamic of our family. And we have more time for fun then. We can do more fun things. Um, we can go places and make memories. And I'm a huge believer in, I please you know, give me experiences instead of stuff. I have enough stuff. The kids have enough stuff. I want to make those memories that they will always be able to cherish. Looking back at my own childhood, wow! I remember the things we did. I don't remember the things I got for each holiday. Sure, you remember something here and there, but just those feelings that just bring you that joy. That's what it's really all about. Oh my goodness. You just said like five aha moments in like three minutes. So hang on because we got to unpack this. Everybody get out your notebooks and write what Amy said down. You literally did. You dropped like five truth bombs. So I let me just review these because I literally need to for my brain too. First, she asked, she told you guys to ask for help. That is so big. Ask for help. So ask for help from your family. Two, I, I heard you say just teamwork. Like the idea of teamwork in your family. And I think as a mom, we can start getting like, I'm a martyr. I'm resentful because nobody's helping me. And that's not what it's about. Like that to me personally feels like like a couple generations ago, that was so instilled in us. That was instilled in me, to be honest. And I love how you reframed that and said, no, it doesn't have to be that. Like we don't have to live that way. We can do teamwork. And then just the importance of remembering how having experiences can be so valuable and experiences are more memorable than stuff. I love those. Those are all so, so, so good. I have to laugh when you're talking about this because the teamwork just reminded me yesterday. I don't know if I just got in the organizing vibe because I was about to record this podcast with you, but we switched some of our kids' rooms around and yesterday... I, my husband started it, which is always interesting because he leaves the details for me. So like he did the moving part and I got home and I was like, okay, all right, we got to get this finished up, right? And so, but that's fine. I love doing it. And so I was helping the kids. I was hanging up maybe some new pictures, some new artwork in their room. I was organizing drawers, helping them organize things. And I kid you not, like six or seven times, individual kids, different kids came up to me and just gave me a hug. And they were like, mom, thank you. And I could just tell they felt the peace of getting things in order. And they felt the peace of like having their space and having their things organized. And I, I took that time and I said, doesn't it feel good when you have things in order. In fact, this morning, one of them woke up and came into me and he said, mom, my room's still clean. You know, he just loved it. Like he woke up and he saw this really nice, clean room. And I was like, exactly. And that's why we go to bed with a nice, clean room because when we wake up, it feels so good. Anyhow, I had to share that story because it goes all right along with what you were saying. 
And it really does set the tone for the day. And, you know, they've done studies that have shown that our brains can only handle so much input at any given time. So you think about it, if we have all this stuff around us, all these things distracting us, it really does impact our ability to focus. So many parents are homeschooling right now because of the pandemic. So, you know, by creating that environment where the child can focus on their work and the task at hand, and that's another huge benefit, just alleviating some of that, that visual overload because it's coming at us from every angle between TV, phones, video games. Let's, you know, control one of those aspects even further by just simplifying our environment. Oh my goodness, yes. Yes, absolutely. And I have to bring something up because as you were mentioning it, I forgot to maybe have you talk a little bit about it. But you said mom jail. And I I know a little bit maybe about what you're talking about, but I would like you to kind of expand on that for the parents. And I had asked you to come up with a couple of practical tips to share. So we'll just start. Why don't you start with that one and then tell us the other ones you have. But we'll start with the mom jail. Again, get get your pens and your papers out or I'll try to like write this in the show notes so you guys don't forget. But Amy's going to share some other just really practical tips with us right now. And um, I'm super excited to hear what they are. So. So my idea of mom jail originated when my oldest would just be lazy. Her idea of picked up and mine were two totally different things. So I told her, you know, at the end of the night, I will ask you to clean up and then whatever is left, I'm going to put into mom jail. So mom jail is essentially just my closet where she can't reach things. And what I would do at the end of the night, I would gather up all those things and put them in my closet where they weren't accessible. And then she would have to earn them back. So I was, you know, essentially making her work to get her, her toys back. But I'll tell you what, that made a huge difference. That was very motivating to her that, oh gosh, mom is serious. She's not just making these empty threats. I better do this. So I absolutely loved that. And hey, maybe it makes me a mean mom, but it works for me. And I think that's one of the big things too, is finding systems and solutions that work for your family. Just because something works great for me, maybe it doesn't work for you. It's all about figuring out function. You know, I love seeing pictures online of like the home edit when they go in and do the rainbow bookshelf. I love it. It's visually beautiful. It's so aesthetically pleasing. But in reality, in my house, that would not fly. I'm happy when the books are put back on the bookshelf. I don't care if they're not in rainbow order. They're put away. They're in their home. That makes me happy. But if another mom loves the aesthetic of it and has the time and energy to put it back, go for it. You you have to do what works best for you. My second tip is do that 10-minute pickup at the end of the day. Get the family involved. Everybody pick up their things because we all have things throughout the house. And if we're not, as parents, setting a good example for our kids and leaving our things around, you know, what kind of example is that setting forth for them as well? So um, just do a little bit at the end of that of each day. So for as the parents, it may be managing the mail influx, you know, all the junk mail, sort it out, shred what you need to, recycle the others. Um, go through the kids' school papers and have the kids put away their things. 
And then my third tip is when you're coming up with solutions for your family, make sure that it's accessible. Teach your kids how to put their things away and make sure that they can reach them. If you have a coat hook and you're expecting your child to hang their coat up when they come in each day, but they can't reach it, the coat's going to end up on the floor. So if you make sure that your solutions are within reach for your child um, and you you teach them how to implement these systems, that makes a huge difference. I love using pictures on bins if we're putting toys in in bins and clear bins are absolutely great for kids because they can actually see what's in it. Um, And then for the kids that aren't old enough to read using pictures. So, okay, your dinosaurs are going in this bin, your blocks are going in that bin. That's a very easy way so that your child knows exactly where things go. Wow. I love those tips. Those are all so awesome. I just realized as you were mentioning that, that you had also mentioned reducing the amount of toys kids play with. I think that might be, I don't know if that's hard for some people to visualize. Tell us kind of what your toy system is. What, how many toys do you guys have? Like if you were to say like if it in X amount of bins or whatever, kind of explain to us the way that works in your family and maybe that'll help us get some ideas on how to do that. Sure. So every so often, I actually still sort through my kids' toys. I I just try to notice what they're playing with on a regular basis. And if I notice that there's something, especially the big bulky items that they're not playing with, what I'll do is just put it aside. I'll put it in a holding area. And my kids are very attached to things. So if they do mention it, I'll bring it back out. Um, But a lot of times I'll just kind of put it in a holding area and test it out and see, do they notice that it's gone? What's happening? Because a lot of times, depending on your child, depending on their ages, you start going through things and suddenly everything's their favorite. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite stuffed animal and they haven't played with it in a year. So yeah, don't do it in front of your kids. That's my tip. (laughs) Never do it in front of your kids. Serious. Unless you're trying to use it as like a lesson and you do it like on a small scale and you're trying to show them how to do it. But otherwise, if you're wanting to do like a overhaul, like have dad take them away or mom take them away if the dad's doing it. So yes, I agree 100% with what you said earlier. You know, we're almost like mom ninjas. We go in there and and pull things out. Yeah, I just, I put them in a holding area and see what happens. So, um, and I do, I set limits and I let my containers control how much we keep. So they have a little cubby system in their play area. And once those cubbies are full, that's the limit. If there's something else coming in from a birthday or a holiday, something else needs to go to make room for that. It's the container that controls how much we keep, not mom. It's the container controlling it so that it's not, oh, you're a mean mom. It's no, this is, this is the space limit and this is where we're at. No more. It's full. So sometimes that visually helps them grasp that concept as well versus, okay, I need to keep everything. Yeah, it's so hard, I think, for kids to visualize abstract ideas. So I love that. And I have to say, I have to add in this little funny story um, that happened to us. (laughs) We have a basement. And for those of you who have basements, and they're common where I live, but not everywhere in the United States or in the world has basements, but tend to be the place where you throw the kids down and their toys down and you just walk away. And so that's what it could be. And it has been. The The thing that happened was, oh, it was literally like every day, my husband was like, the, place, the basement looked like something exploded in there again. 
And it was like every single day, I'm like, no, we cannot do this anymore. And I figured out what it was. So they have two dress up bins. And I actually only had one out and I got rid of one. So they only had one dress up bin. Then I just got rid of all of them for a while because it was so stressful for me and for him at that point that we were like, okay, we're going to take away the dress ups for a while because they're not cleaning them up very well. They can play with other toys. So just like you said, like that holding area or being okay, like you're not depriving your kids if it's adding stress to your life. And I kid you not, like for weeks and weeks, I was able to go down to the basement and they were still using it to play, but it was much less intimidating, one, for them to clean up and two, for my husband and I to enforce cleaning up. Right. So I love the idea of the holding area. That's an amazing idea. Definitely. And I know for some other parents too, they do toy toy rotations. So where they will actually swap out toys once in a while. So that's another option for parents as well. Yeah, that's so true. I've actually tried that tactic too. And it's nice to be able to it's it's I've seen also people do toy co-ops. Mm-hmm. With COVID, you'd probably want to sanitize or whatever. But mm-hmm. toy co-ops and then the toy rotating, for me, I I do notice what you said about they only play with a certain amount of their toys. Something I've done for the littler ones, too, is uh, I used to teach preschool. So if I wanted to kind of highlight certain toys before they get up in the morning, I actually create little centers where I put out their toys like like already staged kind of. This is what we did in preschool before the kids got to class. And it encouraged them to play with that toy. So I've noticed that. Like I bought these really expensive magnet blocks and they weren't playing with them. They were, they were a lot. They were like a big investment. And I just said, okay, fine. I'm going to start setting them out, you know, every – week or so I would put them out on a certain morning and it was fun because they they got into it and they started playing with them more and I felt like okay now I'm getting my money's worth out of these toys but I love those ideas those are all amazing ideas I am so grateful that you decided to come on and just share these tips with us if there were anything that you know last thing that you could leave the listeners with Uh, Other than, of course, we want you to share how we can find you. So if you can share like maybe one one last tip and also how we can find you on social, let us know how we can find you on Clubhouse. I want to connect us all up. Amy is located in Ohio, right? And so not everybody can probably have an (laughs) in-person appointment with her that's listening, But she does have some awesome resources, and I will let you share those now, Amy. Thank you. So I would say the biggest thing to keep in mind is give yourself some grace. When you're organizing, it's not about creating perfection. It's about creating function for you. Start small. Start somewhere. Even if it's taking 10 minutes to go through one drawer, it's something. You'll get there. So give yourself some grace ask for help and know at the end of the day, if things still end up a mess, it's okay. I'm a professional organizer and there's days when I walk into my house and it looks like a hurricane went through. But because I have taken the time to pare it down, declutter and develop systems, we can get it cleaned up. So it does get easier. Take a deep breath, just start somewhere and you'll be just fine. If you want more information, you can visit my website, www.simplifymebyat.com. You can also find me on Clubhouse and Instagram at Simplify Me by AT. 
Awesome. I also will leave links to her contact info and to her social in the show notes. So please check those out. Again, if you would like an invite to Clubhouse, I would be happy to give you one. Like I said before, it's just an amazing way. And Amy agreed. We were chatting about it before, but it's an amazing way for moms who feel alone and dads too, but I tend to feel like moms. Moms who feel alone and kind of just on their own to connect with people. And you can just hop on and listen. You don't have to participate in the the rooms. It's kind of like free class and you can also get validation though. You can hop on and chat with people. And I feel like I've seen so many moms hop on and talk in a room and they're just like, everybody's validating one another. It's like the coolest thing to see. So again, if you need an invite to Clubhouse, let me know. Thank you so much, Amy. I know that the listeners are going to get so much valuable information from this episode. There were so many just aha moments for me and little gems that I'm going to pull from this and and start to just do more at my house with with organizing and, and helping that organizational orderly feel. As always, I want to remind our listeners that if you have not followed us on Instagram, it's Real Life Parents Podcast. That's our handle. And also, if you're listening on Apple, we would love it if you could give us a rating and a review. That always helps us out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you at the next podcast. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Last but not least, The advice provided on this podcast does not constitute or serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment, therapy, or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you have concerns about your child's well-being, consult a physician or mental health professional.